three naughty sisters, two brilliant inventors, one Grammy performance by Madonna featuring gorillas. It's Pepper's Ghost this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm taking an online nutrition class for free. Oh! Yeah. There's like a, a website called Coursera, and it's through Stanford. It's free. I could pay $60 to get a certificate at the end of it, but it's... Once a week, I just have to watch like 20 minutes of videos and take a four question quiz for six weeks. So it's quite basic. It's not worth 40 or 60 or whatever dollars. Um, but it's been good. The The best thing I've learned, because it's basically just like, hey, just do better. And so the motto of the class is eat food, not too much, mostly plants. And that's just it. Yeah, eat food like real food, not like not like processed stuff, but like eat real food, not too much, and mostly plants. It's like nearly a haiku. It is. It's very soothing. Yeah, when you put it that way. Yeah. So Uh, you just pop an onion in the frying pan, and then whatever else you want to throw in there. I have made this joke for many years, which is just basically, I would love somebody to give me a show, and the show is called, Have You Tried Adding Olive Oil and a Little Salt and Pepper to It? And it's just a way to get the rest of America to eat vegetables, which is just, have you tried adding olive oil, a little salt and pepper to it? And then you just pop whatever that thing is in the oven at like 375, 400 degrees for 20 minutes and voila. Yeah. Because I think one of the biggest issues is that people don't eat healthy because have you just like eaten raw vegetables? It's not fun. No, unless it, you've got like a shitload of ranch. Yeah. Or maybe hummus. Uh, uh, yeah. So you can, you can add salt and pepper to an onion, a tomato, a cucumber. It's a little. A carrot. A pepper. There it is. <laughs> You're so proud. You're setting me up for that one. I was. <laughs> what a good segue. The seg alert's going off. I think it's time to introduce our guest. He's politely waiting and very confused. Uh, he's an actor and writer. I'm the author and illustrator of All My Friends Are Dead. Please welcome Avery Monson. Hi, guys. Hi. I would love it if this whole podcast was just us listing vegetables. <laughs> We could. Just Ru- an hour of listing vegetables. How many vegetables do you think there are? Rutabaga. <laughs> That's one. So at least one. Uh-huh. Lettuce. Squash. Tomato. Uh, we need we named like five already. Yeah. Brussels sprout. Mm-hmm. Broccoli. broccoli. Did we say broccoli? Cauliflower. <sighs> and that's all of them yeah. yeah we got them guys I'm out yeah well thank you for listening i mean i'm not done with the nutrition class yet okay <laughs> who knows what else i'm gonna learn who knows what's growing in this magical earth of ours you gotta get your well it's not your money's worth it's free but you gotta get your your free money's worth i know sixty dollars for a piece of paper that said i took a free online class <laughs> That it's so feel- weird that your mom bribed her way into right? getting you into that yeah. Stanford online I course. Know. She also started at prison today. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, now everybody knows what day we recorded this the day Felicity Huffman. It's- <laughs> My mother went to prison. It's fine. By the time you're listening, she'll have gotten out. That's true. <laughs> So I guess what we should be saying is welcome back, Felicity Huffman. <laughs> I hope it was fine. Yeah. I hope your short tenure inside I- prison was fine for you. You made crimes. a mistake. 
You learned your lesson, and I can only practice empathy. Yeah, it was a real accident what she did. She had no whoops. idea what was happening. Yeah, it was a real. It was a whoops. It was a real whoopsie moment. It's a little oh well. The reason we said pepper earlier is because. <laughs> I was trying. The reason we said Pepper earlier is because we're going to be talking about Pepper's Ghost. Pepper's Ghost. Ooh. Yes. Spooky. Uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about Pepper's Ghost, which is a which is sort of a uh, illusion, like a stage illusion, uh, bit of sort of technology from the 1800s that has uh, other applications in other things now. So that's what I'm here going to talk about. Are you guys excited? Absolutely. No. Yeah. Oh, boy. I am. I've seen Pepper's Ghost used a number of times, mm-hmm. in, uh, particularly in theme parks. Yeah. But I, when I did some more research on it, I realized it's been used in a bunch of museums. Uh, everybody calls the, the Tupac hologram. That was actually a Pepper's Ghost illusion. Right. It's not a hologram. It's a, it's a Pepper's Ghost. And I think it's been used a bunch in other concerts. Uh, it's been used in political speeches. Right. A lot of- All, every teleprompter is basically Pepper's Ghost. Uh, should we just explain what it is? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I'll explain what it is. Probably it's, a good it's idea. A, it's a visual thing that's a little bit complicated to explain. So basically, if you have ever looked out your window at nighttime, uh, you've seen Pepper's Ghost. And the, the idea is that glass can either be transparent or reflective or both at the same time so like if you're inside and it's and it's nighttime and the lights are off in your room you can see outside the window just fine but if you turn on the lights in your room you see a reflection of yourself um that's sort of the basis of pepper's ghost and it's it's used to uh make ghosts on stage or pictures of tupac right um those are its only uses. Yes, basically. <laughs> well, Whitney Houston too. I think there's a hologram. Oh yeah, they're tour making. They're they're doing all kinds of yeah. all kinds of people. Yeah. are now going to be Tupac'd. They're really going for it. Yeah. Uh, before we get too further deep into more about it, why do you know that? Um. Okay. So. Um. I think the first time that I saw Pepper's Ghost was as a child, uh, at the Alameda County Fair. Um, they had sort of a, like a sideshow carnival area. And there's this thing called the girl to gorilla, which is sort of a a staple of sideshows where you, you go into this dark tent and you see a girl behind some bars. Uh, and there's a guy talking about how she, she's going to transform into a gorilla. And then in front of you, as if you are watching like a like a video transition she fades in front of you into a gorilla and then the gorilla like breaks down the cage and runs after you and everybody runs out uh i and i remember very specifically as a child seeing this and being like what the fuck am i looking at here mind blowing it looks like you're it looks like a a video transition a thing faded but you're looking at it you know what I mean? Yes. It was crazy. Uh, so that was one thing. Then uh, seeing the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. was another one. The Haunted Mansion is... is uh, full of them. Full, full of, of them. Ghosts. Although the big 
the big ballroom scene, which everyone says is Pepper's Ghost, I would actually argue is a Dirksian phantasmagoria, but we, we'll Whoa. talk about oh. what that is oh. it sounds, in a second. It sounds sexy. <laughs> Real sexual stuff. Yeah. Um, I might have to leave the room. Yeah. Stay tuned, listeners. This is about to get spicy. Here comes the Dirksian phantasmagoria. <laughs> Uh, so I, yeah, I remember seeing that and there, there was a guy that I went to summer camp with who was a couple years older than me named Maimoni, who also really liked Disneyland. And he wrote a letter to Disneyland asking them how the Haunted Mansion works and they wrote him back. And so we, we would like sit in his room and read this letter from Disneyland about how all the things in the Haunted Mansion worked. And wow. uh, it w- I don't know if they do that still, or if that was like a if it was like a form letter that everybody got, uh, or if it was a special thing that he got. There's uh, just someone in a room somewhere, and it's just like, Dolores, we got another kid asking about the mansion, and they just pull it from another a large stack. fucking kid. It's like a chain smoking old lady. <laughs> There's just a large stack of, uh, that's like stacks and stacks of different filing trays that are just yeah. labeled various rides. Also, she's a ghost. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she's a phantasmagoria. <laughs> it's a common misconception yeah, with her. That's so nice of them that they were yeah. yeah. to you guys. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so, th- so that was the other thing. And then the third thing was just like I was, <clears throat> I was a teenage magician. Uh, I did magic shows for children younger than me at all through high school uh which is uh sort of an embarrassing thing to have done i went by the name the great averini uh, i was gonna say it sounds pretty cool until you said the name <laughs> yeah no it wasn't it's not good it's not good uh, I, i've been lucky enough to witness the great averini Oh, that's what, true. I did perform time. at Nick's at Nick's birthday. Yeah, party. one time he performed at a mutual friend's birthday as a great Avery. I came out of retirement after after what fifteen years. Yeah, it was so delightful. <sighs> He's Avery's very good at. I magic. bet. Uh, it was a really weird time in my life. <laughs> Because, Which part, as a teenager or, the, yeah, or well, like two years ago? Both and continuing now. <laughs> this is all a weird time in my life. Um, the, when you do magic shows for kids' birthday parties, there's almost always an older brother or sister who is in your grade standing in the back of the room looking at you like, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you wearing those big checkered pants and that top hat? Why... Like you, instead of doing this, you could have been out making friends, oh. but instead you sat in front of a mirror practicing these things over and over again until you could do them. Uh, yeah, you could have been making out. I could. Instead I mean, you were uh, making cards disappear. Yeah. The thing is with cards, it's your choice. With making out, you have to get someone else to agree <laughs> to do it. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So magic was your mistress. That's right. <laughs> I get that. And what a uh, harsh mistress she was. (laughs) What tricks did you learn as a teenager? Uh, I mean, I did, I did a lot. I did card tricks. When you do like kids' birthday parties, they don't really want like magic. They don't want like sleight of hand stuff. They want like big, crazy stuff that they can see. Do you know what I mean? They want that never-ending scarf shit. That's what they want. They want a scarf to continue. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Just do that, leave, shove it back in, do that's it again. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was so, at one point I did a show um, for some kids and the parents had 
uh, rented a Rolls Royce for the for the kids to drive around the cul-de-sac in, and I had to stop my show because one of the kids ran over one of the other kids with the Rolls Royce. Oh, no! <laughs> Were they okay? Uh, yeah, like, I don't run think, over. I don't think. I think that they probably bumped them. I don't okay. think that they like hit them and then backed up over. <laughs> it wasn't malice. Um. That's why your career ended. There yeah, was that was death. that was it. I had to change my name, move out of state. Um, so I was a I was a teenage magician. Uh huh. Um, that should be good, your. That's a memoir title. Oh, I was gonna say Disney Channel original. That too. Not bad. Both. Not bad. I yeah. One one is one comes before the other, or just at the same time. Same time. Yeah. Honestly, put them out Synergy. at the same time. Yeah. yeah put it all cross promotion. Yeah, exactly. Get it all out there all at once. Mm-hmm. And then you can sell like magic kits that have like I was a teenage magician oh on them. Oh my god, you guys! I gotta go. <laughs> oh yeah. That's okay. I got stuff to do tonight. I'm just now remembering the time when I when I really stopped for good. Uh, I so I went to Oberlin College, which is like a pretty small college in Ohio, and I brought all of my magic equipment with me to school with the idea that there are professors who probably have kids, and I, maybe I can do their birthday parties. Right. Oh. So I made this poster of myself in my magic my my magic uh accoutrement uh in my costume and i went to the um the bank that had like a community bulletin board and the the town of oberlin is really only a block by a block right so i i went and i i uh, hung it up and then a girl that i i knew from like one of my classes this is like a week into class a girl like started walking up that i recognized and i i just grabbed it off the off the bulletin board and crumpled it up and held it behind my back and then i and then i put all the magic stuff into my closet and never brought it out again oh no oh. it just sat in your dorm room that's right with all those little red balls under that's right. cups waiting to be hundreds revealed. of little red balls hundreds of collecting crying every night it's just a real bummer because now in the age of like social media youtube instagram like you could have just done it and if people in school didn't get it there would at least be people online that you could be like hey look at this video of me doing magic and you would have been able to find god youth has it so how are they gonna i'm just worried about (laughs) i'm just worried about the kids (laughs) how are they gonna know it's like with all this social media and this world of likes and followers and stuff, how is a 15-year-old who has a lot of Instagram followers going to know that nobody really loves them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, how are they going to know that they're not special? Right. They need their ass kicked is yes. what you're saying. And in this world of influencers, I worry that we're, somebody's getting a lot of likes and they're not learning that they're not special. And you need to learn that early on. We got to find some 15 year olds right now and kick their asses. Yes. I think right? it's the only, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yes. It's not a crime if you do it with love. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so that's how I came uh, to be fascinated by this old timey stage illusion. Right. Um, so do you want me? I guess I can talk about like the history, like how it how it came to be. Would you like to hear about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would also love to know kind of specifically the setup, how this effect of the little girl turning into a gorilla like work. Okay. So is that okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. of course, of course. Um, the 
Okay, so I guess I, what I need to explain a little bit more is like a little bit more specifically how Pepper's Ghost works. Right? Okay. So, so uh, the idea, the the uh, it's it's all based around a reflective uh, pane of glass, and on it, in the illusion, what they'll do is if it's if it's on stage, they'll put the pane of glass at at a forty five degree angle, and you will look through this pane of glass, and you don't know that there's a pane of glass, but when uh, something that is that is at the at the 45 degree angle then has a light cast upon it it will then l- bounce up off that pane of glass and look like it's on stage that you're looking through right mm-hmm. so uh you start out the pane of glass is reflecting a girl that's actually in a room off to the side uh and then uh the lighting changes so the light goes off of her and onto the gorilla and it looks like she fades into the gorilla. Right. But actually what's happening is you're going from the reflection into the actual thing that you're looking at. Right, right? it's literally a trick of the light. Yeah. You're dimming the lights or you're raising the lights, one of it, the two. It depends on yeah. specifically you're what, dimming what the you're trying girl, to do. Right. Which will, okay. Right. Got it. Uh, so, so in order to understand like how Pepper's Ghost came to be, you sort of have to know what was going on in the 1840s and 50s. Oh, do we uh, have to? It's, it's, it no, 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 it's, no, 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 it's like going to be good. School. It's going to be good. Uh, oh, it's school. Yeah. Nadia, you tricked me. <laughs> I said we were doing magic. Uh, what, better okay, tri- okay. what better trick is there than the trick of learning? You tricked me. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm um, interested. <laughs> Well, okay, specifically what I want to talk about is spiritualism, which is this religion that that gained a foothold in the 1840s. Basically, the whole thing started with these girls, the Fox sisters, who are these two these two girls, they had an older a third sister who was a little bit older than them. They moved to upstate New York, uh to Hydesville, New York, and uh, there was a rumor in the town that the house was haunted. So these two girls, these like teenage girls, decided they were going to fuck with their mom. And so they th- they uh, put an apple on a string and they throw the apple uh, so it makes like a thump. And then their mom comes into the room and then they pull back the string really fast. And so the apple is hidden and pretend to be asleep. Those little girls. They're bad girls. <laughs> Those bad girls. They're bad girls. And they're the Fox sisters? The Fox sisters. And foxes are known for trickery. That's right. Wow. Uh, Living up to the name. So they're terrorizing their mother, <laughs> right? Uh, they're dr- they're driving her insane. I like these kids. Uh, <laughs> then they realize that these two girls have this special thing with their toes where they can crack the knuckles in their toes and make it sound like there's a thump. If they're feet are on the floor it sounds like there's a thumping sound so they get rid of the apple and then they can just make these like cracking thumping sounds that sound like they're coming from the walls and they continue to terrorize their mother with it those bad girls yeah they're, those bad, bad, yeah, they're bad girls naughty girls yeah <laughs> we gotta kick some teens asses yeah, tonight see this is what happens when yeah. people when Kids think they're special. Right. So there then, isn't your mother, their mother, who is probably our age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's right. 
Uh, maybe younger even. Probably, 1800s. <laughs> this is the 1800s. Yeah. Good point. Then they move to Rochester and they start doing seances. And they gain this like crazy following. Then they move to like New York City. They gain this crazy following. And uh, this other guy, forget his name. He... Um, he joins up with him and they make this spiritualism movement and the, and everybody knows about the Fox sisters. Um, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but eventually they all become alcoholics. Uh, they all like have suitors and their suitors uh, die. And then they're, they're like in this weird position where they have loved ones that have died and they've made their whole career around like talking to loved ones and uh, talk, talking to people and lying to them basically about their loved ones communicating with them from beyond the grave i uh, as alanis morissette might say it's a little bit ironic a little bit ironic don't you think yeah i mean i'm mad that how many times are we gonna do the joker but there's still no movie about these women. Yeah. No. Okay. So I have two. We have two things to write. We got to write a team magician thing for Disney Channel, and then we also need to write a movie about the Fox sisters. I think they do get referenced in some scary movies, uh, but they get referenced not as liars, but as like like actual. There's some Weird. some scary movie that I saw recently references them as actual real spiritual mediums kind of like the conjuring movies do that with the war and yes. where it's like oh yeah these people that just in real life have been like look at those nutballs but now in the conjuring world it's like oh everything they did was yeah. real mm. from the real files of this real thing right. <laughs> and ev eventually margaret one of the girls margaret fox uh comes clean and she, at the at this huge show in New York, at tells, a show, at a big show, oh. takes off her shoes and shows how they do it, and the spiritualists do not accept her. Of course not. They they, they say that she's lying, uh, and then eventually she recants her confession and says, "Just kidding about that. I actually do talk to ghosts." Good. I was testing your faith, and you all passed. Yeah. Wow. So. It, I've read that in the late 1800s, there were like 9 million people identifying as spiritualists. Not saying that they were spiritual, but saying that they were spiritualists in America. It's sort of the old-timey equivalent to, I've downloaded the CoStar app and I know everything about astrology. It's sort of in that vein. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. But w the point is, like, a lot of people believed in this. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that... Just like that... they believe in astrology. <laughs> yeah. Mary Todd Lincoln believed Ooh, in it. I believe and they, that. And they had, a, they had a seance in the White House, I believe. Uh, Those Arthur, three girls went to the White House to I do a seance from Mary Todd Lincoln? so. I know that they had a seance i don't know if those girls were okay. involved um arthur conan doyle uh the the creator of sherlock holmes was was big into spiritualism he believed in ghosts and stuff that adds up and all i mean they're just getting tricked it's it's <laughs> it, they, all of these people are getting tricked by magicians basically who just who tried to say we faked it right and then they were still like no you did it and they're like fine we yeah. didn't just like astrology <laughs> yeah the other thing that's happening that that's bolstering that this is these guys the davenport brothers i think is their names who are doing seances where basically they're getting tied up and put in a box and then the lights go out and then a bunch of like bells and stuff rattle which is just a magic trick yeah. do you know what i mean it's just like they slipped out of the ropes yeah. slipped out of the box and and banged a bunch of tambourines yeah, yeah. right so there is in the zeitgeist in the 1800s people are into ghosts right but they don't have a good there's no way 
to to visualize them yet. The best thing that they have is like magic lantern shows where they will project images onto like smoke screen like like mm-hmm. like they'll get a bunch of fog and then project an image but they don't have uh moving images really yet they, they don't really have that technology so no one had seen a living ghost and you kind of have to like think about like today we have movies where you can see literally anything they can make anything happen at this point no one had that right you just had your imagination yeah so in comes this guy henry dirks uh henry dirks was born in 1806 in liverpool i think um and he was an inventor and an engineer he came up with like alternate ways of making a sewing machine and a fire a fire escape stuff like that he's he's an engineer and he sees all this ghost stuff going on and he gets this idea to make the dirksian phantasmagoria Mm. which which is his idea is if you take a theater and you bump up the audience so the audience is all on a platform looking down onto the stage and then you have a pane of glass at perpendicular to the floor so the audience is looking down through a pane of glass then under directly underneath the audience there can be actors who are in like a black room and if you shine lights on them they will reflect up off the glass and look like they're standing on stage in front of the audience Mm -hmm. right that's the dirksian phantasmagoria which is a very cool idea, but it essentially sounds very complicated and requires all these things. Very hard to, to do. Shut down your theater, rebuild it from the ground up, right. put in all the all the glass business, get that black box going, and then have people back over for the one thing. Right, exactly. So that is that is how that big ballroom scene in the haunted mansion works. You're you're looking down at a pane of glass, and then underneath you is other animatronics, and those are the ghosts. It's so funny that, like, when you think about it, it's like, why are we up above this ballroom? Like, I've just bought, like, oh, yeah, we're on, we're looking down over the balcony. But truly, like, if, if not to accomplish this effect, like, it's weird that I, nobody's ever like, why are we looking down on the ballroom? I want to be, I want to be of the ballroom, not above it. (laughs) I want to be in the ballroom. Yeah. Of the, within the ballroom. I want to feel like I'm there. Right, because when you're traveling through, so anybody who's never been to a Disney park because there's a Haunted Mansion at Disneyland and at Disney World. Yeah. Right? And then I think in other countries, other countries have uh, Disney parks, but they all have various cultural issues with ghosts, meaning not everyone's got a different take on ghosts, so they do something different, I think. So you don't have as many of these Pepper's Ghost effects happening as you do in the American ones. Um, and you do have a ton of Pepper's ghost effects happening, but when you get to that big ballroom scene, you've got like lots of ghost dancing Mm. and stuff. So you're saying that all those ghosts that are dancing and, uh, there's ones that are sort of shooting each other and food appears and disappears off of plates and all the effects that are happening there. You're saying none of that is Pepper's ghost. You're saying that that's all, uh, has the sexy way. Dirty and phantasmagoria. But the sexy way. (laughs) Jersey and Phantasmagoria. Thank you. So I mean, Shivers. It, so I, I will get into it. The difference between a Dirksian Phantasmagoria and Pepper's Ghost because they're basically the same thing. It's just the angle of the glass. Gotcha. So 
Dirks goes around to a bunch of theater. He invents this thing in 1958. No, 1858. He, he takes it around. He takes it around. He took it to Eisenhower. Oh, no, they're going to burn me for 20 minutes about saying 1958. Fuck, oh, fuck. If they're going to burn you for that, they're going to burn me and Steve for literally anything else we've ever said on so this podcast. So, wait, they invented the effect three years after it was used in Disneyland? <laughs> no, I don't know any haunted So, all the ghosts are dancing, which is basically just sound movement right yeah. mm-hmm. turn the tables <laughs> I, ha- oh. I have to deflect i can't have people looking at me with it. weakness deflecting yeah. just like the opposite of reflecting right. which is done in this effect that's right Ooh. so good job do, Steve. Do, do. so dirks takes the his his little model of the phantasmagoria around to a bunch of theaters and he shows it uh to some like science periodical or something and nobody wants it because it's too much of a pain in the ass to to build this thing they would have to rebuild their theaters from the ground up like you said um but then he goes to this place called the royal polytechnic institution uh which is run at this at that time by this guy john henry pepper uh john henry pepper was uh, a scientist, but more so, he's like a he's like a wheeling dealing pitch man. He's like he's like a presenter, sort of a P.T. Barnum figure, uh, more than he is a scientist. Uh, and Dirks shows Pepper this this model, and Pepper thinks I have a way that I can change this thing and make it a little bit more doable, right? So what he does is he takes the pane of glass, which is normally upright, and he tilts it down to 45 degrees or or some angle. And what that does is it lets, uh, instead of putting the ghost actors directly underneath the audience, it means that they can be in a pit in front of the audience. And a lot of theaters already have like an orchestra pit, right? So if you put this pane of glass at an angle, then you can just have the actors lying on their sides or lying at an angle in the orchestra pit, which makes it much more uh, easy to, to make it happen, right? It's of the ballroom this way. Yes. Right, it's of the ballroom. Uh, yeah, because then it makes it so that the um, the actors themselves don't have to, like, they're, they're, like well, I don't know how the actors themselves, if they're having to, they're not at an angle or anything. They're just... The actors are often at an angle. It, so the actors uh, in Pepper's Ghost usually are lying on their sides uh, on some sort of, like, rolling track down at the bottom. So people ha- people in black have to, like, push them around. Also, it, uh, they called it, what do they call it? something like the the hot pit or like the oven or something because they have these old lights down there that uh. get like super hot they're down they're covered in black velvet if they're not supposed to be performing uh and they would just it would become sweltering down there so they're they're like lying on rolling tracks so that so that uh they can be reflected off this glass that's at an angle and look like they're standing upright Oh wow! Okay, I yeah. was gonna be like, "This is easier for the actors." It's no. it's not. It's harder for the actors, but easier for the theater owners. Wow! Well, yeah, fuck the actors. Isn't it always? Yeah, oh, exactly. Boy, isn't tell it always? Me wow! You guys... AMC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So one local newspaper reported the Pepper's Ghost effect. Um. 
no wait what was it sorry let me take this back uh i read somewhere that a local newspaper reported that physicist michael faraday returned to mr pepper after seeing it and demanded an explanation because he was like this must be witchcraftery how could you do this oh yeah faraday who is a i, I don't know what faraday did uh, he, I just know there's a character named after him on Lost. Yeah, that's right. So. Um, I think... He's a physicist, chemist. He uh, he did a lot of electrochemistry, electromagnetism. I think a Faraday tube is a type of thing. It's like one of those things where you can see like the, the electricity going up it. I don't know. That sounds right to me. Uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yes on that. Anyway, because, he was yeah. a, he's like a he's a well known f- physicist. Yeah. But he didn't understand how this worked. Exactly. Because people didn't know what the fuck they were looking at. So yeah. so they so basically, Pepper comes up with this with this small tweak to Dirks's idea and they present it in 1962 I think on Christmas Eve 1862 Eight, oh god <laughs> you're hitting oh once Christmas once Eve? it's fine you can let it go twice what an embarrassment yeah dance a soundless movement. oh god Avery. 1862 Christmas Eve they present this um dickens play called the haunted man uh and which is the haunted mansion the first part oh, of it oh very interesting <laughs> do you think they that's where they got their idea no probably not they just added shun yeah <laughs> so they present it they they present this this short play uh the haunted man and People lose their minds. The original idea, Pepper, because they, they, this place, the, the Royal Polytechnic Institution, is like a science, it's like a science fair. It's a year-round, they, they give science lectures, they do science demonstrations, and they perform this thing. And Pepper's idea, originally, is that he's going to come out and he's going to present the thing and then explain to everyone how it, how it works. Uh-oh. Then the, that, uh, that, that beautiful sound of applause. He decides not to tell him how to do it, how to do it, how it works, and then they get a patent on it. Uh, he was he was uh, he was lured in by the sound of of the applause, and he decided not to give up his his trick. I respect that. Except where's where's Dirk? Was, so, was this guy and all that? Because yeah. it was like his idea. So they so they go together. They, they okay. Get, they get the patent together. As long as it was together, that was my concern. Uh, p- Dirks sells the idea to Pepper for 500 pounds with the stipulation that his name always has to be on the illusion. Almost immediately, his name gets knocked off it. People are writing, (laughs) journalists are writing about this thing and Pepper presenting it and Dirks' name just gets lost. I identify too hard with that. Yeah. In this life, you're a Pepper or a Dirks. mm -hmm. They They have a falling out, the two of them. Uh, Dirks then moves to Australia for a while and tries to do, a, he, he like, so, oh no, 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 Pepper moves to Australia. Pepper moves to Australia, uh, and, and s- claims that he's going to be a rainmaker. He does this thing where he builds like a 20 foot kite and, and tries to be a rainmaker and it obviously doesn't work. Uh, th- like this cannon goes off and almost kills a bunch of people and oh then God. he gets laughed out of Australia basically. Oh. So but I guess that's that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah, the Pepper's you know Ghost what? was he like was like a that. huge a huge hit and they patent it and they're presenting it. So I read somewhere that 3 quarters of a million people come to see this tiny show at the Royal Polytechnic Institution. Wow. Uh 
they I mean it's like a huge success. It's the hottest ticket in town. Um the the thing is though that once you patent something, you have to put the secret out there to the patent office so other people can come along get check out the patent and then make their own updates to it mm -hmm. and as long as they have significantly changed it uh they they're allowed to do that right so then a bunch of tweaks on pepper's ghost uh happen so that so instead of like putting the mirror putting the the glass so it reflects down they'll put it so it reflects up or put it so it reflects to the side and then have the actors off to the side or something like that um that seems like something that could have been figured out for earlier yeah that they, they do don't have to lay down they yeah they didn't figure it out um they also this guy thomas tobin figured out that if you put the pane of glass reflecting a room that is uh, identical to the room that's on stage, instead of reflecting a person, you can reflect the room, which is sort of similar to the girl to gorilla illusion. Yeah. So in that sense, if you light up that, that secondary room that doesn't have an actor on it, you can make the actual actor that's on stage disappear. You see what I mean? Whoa. Yeah. Instead of instead of pulling the reflection of an actor onto stage, you can hide the person on stage with uh, uh, the reflection of an empty room. I'd call that a reverse pepper. It's a reverse I... pepper. Is it? Uh, I mean, oh. not you really. had me excited that yeah. that was really what it was called. I, it's ba but that's the idea, and that was a huge innovation in magic. The illusion itself becomes this giant advancement in magic because right. now you get to do all kinds of other things. Now you can start using mirrors because essentially like Pepper's Ghost is is kind of limited in what it can do um, because you're dependent on having a huge piece of glass that's as big as the stage, right? And so all the actors on stage can't speak. They can't be heard because they're behind this huge pane of glass. So you can only do pantomime shows. Uh, and also you have to keep the pane of glass immaculately clean or else the illusion is yeah. given away. And on top of that, like, once people started getting wise to it, they would like throw their drinks at it and stuff like that. And so you like, man, people are assholes no right. matter what They're century assholes. it is. I know. Today we've got people throwing lime scooters in the ocean. Back then we were <laughs> throwing Wait, shit out our windows. I don't know about this. Well, yeah, that's like uh, what people are doing in like Portland. I think is throwing bird scooters in the ocean. Really? Same thing of like, here's something that you know. We're trying to improve people's lives with, oh, I figured it out, fuck you. <laughs> People are assholes. People are assholes, and they always have been. Uh, speaking of, but talking about that, like throwing stuff at it, isn't it true that in the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, there is a crack that they turned into a spider web? I think that might be true. I, mean, I, there, a, I know that there definitely is a spider web. I mm -hmm. don't know. I can't confirm that there's a crack behind the spider web. Okay, yeah. Uh, Having worked at Disneyland briefly in college, you did. I worked at Disneyland. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I wasn't a ride operator. I worked in retail, the sexiest of which stores. I worked at the World of Disney and Downtown Disney, and uh, then I worked at the Main Street Emporium. Okay, Ooh. so you got you got through the gate. You yes. were in the yeah. park. Yeah, it was it was nice to be outside the park a little bit because then you weren't so uh, involved all the time That's in only. like the the comings and goings. Oh, something that I had heard while working at Disneyland. Take it or leave it. I'm sure somebody can 
come for me on this one. No, I'll um, take it. You're right. I know you are. Uh, <laughs> was that people would often throw, th- speaking of throwing things, uh, not just at the glass, a lot of people decide to throw ashes of their oh, yes. loved ones. Yeah, and that. that is a health hazard and they yes. just get vacuumed up at the end yep. of the night. <laughs> so if you're out there considering that, uh, consider a different afterlife plan because that will not fly. Guys, can I just speak to the the tone in the room right now? I feel like we've all loosened up so much since I stopped saying the history of Pepper's Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were all very tight. Uh, we, were, we weren't having a lot of fun for those like 15 minutes while I was st- talking about the history of Pepper's Ghost. Honest- and now we're having a blast. Honestly, I was just like paying attention, being like, I yes. Know, yeah. I know, but it's a little bit dry. I, we I talked about... I think I put you in your head when you said it began in the 1800s, and instantly I said, "Ugh." <laughs> I think you might have. I think you See, might have. We talked a about little... those naughty girls. That's that was true. fun, I right? Liked, I like the fox girls. Yes. Yeah. Truly, the scariest thing of all is kids fucking with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in Home Alone, when <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when Joe Pesci gets his hair l- torched, I believe. They have a pane of glass uh, between him and the camera, and they're reflecting the image of a torch, uh, of a torch flame, so that they don't actually have to light his head on fire. You're absolutely right, because CGI wasn't available at the time. Right. I don't think CGI was, like, really as big a thing until, like, a few years later, I want to say. Like, it was around, but not in the way where it could have lit his head on fire. That kind of thing. Um, Also, if we're speaking about... using Pepper's Ghost in videos when Vine was a thing and you couldn't upload videos and you couldn't edit anything, I figured out that you could superimpose like titles on things by using Pepper's Ghost. So I built this little box where I put uh, a Kindle Fire in in the box and then had a pane of glass at a 45 degree angle and then would shoot things on my phone through that pane of glass and then the Kindle would show titles and stuff and that's how I would get like like special effects in my vines. That's how you did it, oh my God! That's crazy! Genius. Listeners, if you are unaware, please go back to the world that is and was Vine, because Avery has amazing videos, and he, he like, yes, I imagine, I can see it all now. I can see it all now. That's crazy. So you you have built your own Pepper's Ghost I've built my own Pepper's Ghost. Uh, uh, So that's on a small scale. Have you built it large enough for, say, a small pet with, like, a larger piece of glass? You know, I've never built a big one i did always want this mad i wanted my parents when i was a kid i i wished that speaking of presents that we didn't get i wanted this one magic trick where there was a mirror and and you could make a bunny appear and basically the bunny was like behind the mirror and the and the mirror makes it so he's invisible and then you can pull out the bunny uh and that is basically pepper's ghost like that that's uh, that guy Thomas Tobin, who realized that you could that you could make people invisible with mirrors uh, instead of making people visible with mirrors, uh, that idea was then like caught on like wildfire in magic and and became like the huge thing uh, because before that, like magic, they had sleight of hand stuff and they had a lot of like 
mechanical sort of like like watch driven things watch they driven do, like there's this guy robert houdin which who's like a, a french guy that they call like the the father of modern magic who is also a clock builder okay. and he would he would do these complicated um like robots and stuff that that could like uh or or like a mechanical orange tree where you would pick a card and then this mechanical orange tree would blossom and an orange would come out and then inside the orange was their card that's so it's like fun. a yeah. lot. It is a lot of fun, but it's like a lot of mechanical stuff and not a lot of like optical illusion tricks. Right, things so, that are clearly the machine is doing the work and not like how did that human make that card appear right. from thin air? So after Pepper's ghost comes on the scene and after people start using mirrors, then you get a lot more like like visual impossibilities. Then you get there's this thing like almost immediately after Pepper's ghost, there was a, a thing called the Sphinx, where And you've probably seen something like this, which is a three-legged table where each of the legs has a mirror in between it, and the table has a hole. And so somebody is sitting behind the mirrors, and they put their head up through the hole, and it looks like there is a disembodied head sitting on the table. Mm -hmm. People lost their minds but that's just pepper's ghost they had no idea how it worked because they had never seen that shit before right people were so easy to impress back then they truly were what's his name that would make everything david copperfield when he would do tricks was he using a lot of pepper's ghost yeah i mean so so i most of the history stuff that i've been talking about here i learned from this book called hiding the elephant by by this guy jim steinmeier who is a magic historian and a and a magic inventor who invented a lot of like david copperfield stuff um so there is a lot of stuff that's like mirrors um a lot of times what they'll do now is because like now people basically know if you're looking at a mirror you can you can kind of guess right so now what they'll do is they will have like a mirror come up out of the stage for just a second to block something or and so so like someone can walk behind where the mirror is and show that there is no mirror there and then something will like pass in front of where the mirror is and then they shoot that mirror up there and then oh. you can have a lady's head on the table do you know what i mean ah uh, yes so they're getting trickier with it uh, but they do still use mirrors and stuff. They still use Pepper's Ghost stuff. Or guess where else they use a Pepper's Ghost effect? Where? At the Hogwarts Express in Universal Studios, Florida. Oh. So guests will enter uh, pull up, was it Platform 9 and 3 quarters, the train area where Harry has to like, he has to run through a wall if you're unfamiliar somehow in pop culture. It's like in order to get from oh. our world to the wizard world and essentially you looks like you are disappearing because of a Pepper's ghost effect. So it looks like there's a wall, you walk through it and then bam, you know, you're on the other side of it. So that. I haven't seen that, but I would assume what they do is they have a pane of glass that is semi mirrored. And so it, it goes from being completely transparent to being mirrored and then once the and so as you're going through the transparent part to the mirror part that's you like fading away and going into the wall um that is they there was an illusion called the blue room which i think was made by keller a, a magician called keller um in the late 1800s, early 1900s, which is basically that same thing, which is like a a sheet of glass where they realized if you put 
mirror on part of the glass, then you can have things fade in and out. And if you move that mirror back and forth, you can you can have these ghosts like appear and disappear. Ooh. Wow. Um, that's very cool. Uh, guys, no! why is all this in my head? Get out of here. You're doing great. Why do I need this? <laughs> all this stuff. We've I'm all... realizing now, in like when I was reading that book, I could have been out making friends. <laughs> like the, we've all got nonsense. Yes! I don't think I think your nonsense is just. A, you know when you like, uh, I've never had an iPhone with like a ton of storage, and so when it's like your phone is full, make room, and I look, and it's like, oh, this much apps, this much music, and then like ninety percent of it is just like other. Like our brains all are ninety percent other, it's true. and your ninety percent other just has a lot of Pepper's Ghost. Mine has a lot of encyclopedia, encyclopedia. MTV no- roads. I was road about rules. to say I know everything about the real world road rules and the real world road rules oh challenge. Oh my god, that's so, yeah. so funny. Oh, there's other Pepper's Ghost effects uh, throughout theme parks that I feel like are worth noting very quickly. There's yeah, an sure. advanced version at the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Which is also in Florida. Oh, yeah. Only in Florida. It's not um, here anymore. Yo, yeah, that's right. Now, what is it here? It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I've re- I was like, I wrote it. What was it? Rocket snaps the... It's, it's It seems convoluted, but then you're on it, and then a fun 70s song plays, and you're like, I don't care. I'm <laughs> Who cares about the logic anymore? Yeah. It's a ride that says the word gantry a lot, which really cracks yeah, me I've up. Yeah, I've never heard the word gantry so many times. Only on that ride. They just constantly refer to the elevator lift as the gantry. You gotta get to the gantry. <laughs> There's a walkthrough attraction in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, called Turbidite Manor. I, I feel like wow. I'm going to fuck that up. I can't, um, why, and you didn't lead with Turbidite Manor? I, <laughs> Guys, let me let me give you my 20 minutes on the history of Turbidite I Manor. Wish. Who are we going to book to come on to talk about why they know Turbidite Manor? <laughs> At the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum in Springfield, um, you get a... Pepper's ghost effect happening at the ghost of the library exhibit. But it, I, I don't have any more info on this just yet. I can look it up. But that like, seems super spooky. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is that just, is it just a, a Lincoln shows up and he's like, hello? You're just like, well, what projection is that? He's just hanging out in his own presidential library. I'm so confused by it. Um, I just want to let you guys know really quick before we get too far. Uh, Turbidite Manor is closed. Oh, it moved fuck. from Los Angeles to Nashville in 2006 and has since closed. So uh, any Turbidite Manor heads out there? Any turbites? Turbidites? Any turbos? Any turbos? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's also one at the Museum of Wellington City and Sea in New Zealand, although I don't have details on that. There is. Does it say anything about Efteling on there? Efteling. Do you know about Efteling? Efteling. Efteling is this familiar. is a theme park in, in outside of Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. I just went there and it's fucking crazy, you guys. If you're if you're ever uh, in Amsterdam, you gotta go to Efteling. Telling it's, me everything. It's a theme park that's all based on like 
Brothers Grimm fairy tales. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of it is, it's just like in the woods, kind of. So it sounds unsettling. It's very unsettling. A lot <laughs> of it is just like you wandering around the woods until you happen upon an old animatronic Ooh. of like a witch doing something. Or you could just like wander into little houses and then there's uh, a Pepper's Ghost scene of of like a little like orphan girl begging for money and then she dies. What? This feels very much like early fantasy land dark rides that were scary and Walt Disney just being like yep oh well yeah, yeah. no it is yep sorry sorry kids it's scary like just I don't know I don't, we, don't, we don't give a fuck yes yeah. it's scary you walk in the woods and, it, and there's a witch and, yeah. and it's scary too bad deal go in go do it or don't I like that attitude of a theme park fuck you kids just do it grow up <laughs> Listen, teens. One of these days, we need, we're gonna kick your ass, but through fright. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? Yeah, I just want to scare teenagers. <laughs> you scared me. Hey, teens, you scared me for long enough. I'm gonna scare you now. See how you feel about yeah. it. Yeah, come on in and look at this haunted house. Uh oh. Oh, not so tough now that the tables have turned, are yeah. you? Oh, guess what? Those tables, they're gone. <laughs> Switch flip. Where'd the tables go? It was just a reflection of a table mm-hmm. the whole time. Spooky. Um, so, so Efteling, how do you say it? Efteling. Efteling. There is a the little match girl in the fairy tale forest. E, that's right. That's, you found that in there? Yes. Uh, that's another Peppersy ghost. There's uh, a life size Peppers ghost of Shane Warren. Who the hell is that? That's a cricketer. That's a cricket player at the National Sports Museum. I think it's Museum. pronounced McEnroe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's McEnroe. <laughs> that now won't make sense if we cut out the other part I about know. McEnroe. Oh, we always, no. This is going to be hard because we always, if we ever say we cut something, we cut it. Well, we said we're going to cut it, but we can't because it's gotten too good. Oh, we've really made our bed now. Oh, no. <laughs> we broke the podcast. Avery broke the podcast. I'm so sorry, guys. That's it. You know what? It's fine. We deserve it. Yeah. Um, so, Pepper's Ghost gets used a lot in, we talked about the Home Alone, the, it gets used a lot. The Home Alone? The Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> the single home that's That's like alone. what a mom would call I Home know. Alone. I am constantly fucking, at the, what did I initially call a Tony Hawk Pro Skater? I think I called it like Tony Hawk's Pro Skating Game or something. I think you just like call that. it Tony Hawk's Skateboard Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Tommy Hack Skateboard Time. <laughs> So, uh, Pepper's Ghost gets used a lot in TV and film and um, a lot in, like, uh, teleprompting and stuff. You mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. So, teleprompters, the the whole idea of a teleprompter is they'll just put the words on a screen that's that's, uh, parallel to the ground, right? So, the screen is facing up, and then they put a pane of glass at 45 degrees in front of it, and then the screen reflects off that uh, pane of glass into your eyes, and then you can you can say your words. Ah, so that's, that's how, how it's done. Work. Why is that um, better than just a screen showing? Because then you can see through it. Then it. then it's like less obtrusive. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Also, like you can do that in live events, but also for for camera for camera teleprompters, like it will just cover up the the camera. Oh, so yeah. the words are actually on the camera lens, basically. So your your eyes aren't going somewhere else. Smart, yeah. Smart news people. Yeah, news people are looking straight at yeah. the camera because that's where the teleprompter is. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, it's used a ton in concerts too. So I had forgotten about this at the Grammy Awards in 2006. They used a Pepper's Ghost to project Madonna with the band Gorillaz, and the band Gorillaz is mm. already like oh, yeah. animated. So they had to use a projector. Um, or an I'm, LED screen, one of the two, with like a super high resolution, and then a, a ton of brightness and a high def video player, and then they stretched the film between the audience and the arena, and then there was a 3D set drawing that it was on all three sides, plus all this other lighting and audio control in order to make that happen. And I'm just like, for to what end? The more recent version, that's like kind of a mix, right? Because it was a Peppers. Everybody thought it was a hologram. It's Peppers Ghost when, quote, Tupac played at Coachella. But the thing that really got everybody was how like lifelike it worked. In the case of the Tupac hologram, uh, the audience needed to be able to see into the main room, but not into like the hidden area. So uh, there's a main stage where there was a real, there was Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and uh, hidden on stage was a piece of glass. And then the images were reflected and pushed into a target area that made it seem like a single room. But off to the side behind the glass, there's a hidden room that had the original Tupac, I guess, being projected. And that's how they did it. Something I mean, I like kind that. of understand why you guys zoned out when I was explaining the, <laughs> the history of it. Now I do I wasn't understand. Zoned out, now, that, now that now that I've heard what it sounds like for someone to describe Pepper's Ghost, I don't want anyone to listen to this I podcast anymore. I think you're anymore. thinking of we're zoning so out, but sorry. I'm picturing it. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, it's okay, such yes. a it's such okay. a complicated setup. It's that a I, very complicated I can't thing to nod yes. and yeah, and vocally right. explain that I'm following along because in my mind i'm so i'm trying to figure out all right so tupac is here yeah and the, the you know the glass is here yeah i just i want to thank you for having me and i want to apologize <laughs> for bringing this pox upon you no it's fine hush you're doing this is a wonderful all i'm right. having a great time all right um i'm learning a lot <laughs> um what are the sisters names margaret um, is one of them mm, you know what? I learned that they're Fox sisters. Yeah, the Fox sisters. I didn't That's know all I that. wanted. Just oh, yeah, the Fox and I didn't sisters. know that. Well, yeah, that's an easy one. I mean, the mnemonic device is right there. They're the uh. Fox sisters. <laughs> Foxes are tricky. It's right there. It's right there. That's <laughs> easy. That'll never be. Do you have a favorite illusion apart from Pepper's Ghost? Like, is there another oh magic God. trick that you're, like, super in love with? Uh, that's really hard to say. I mean, a thing that I'm really interested in recently is, like, the the direction that magic has taken over my lifetime because it it has really changed like what the popular idea of magic is has totally changed because like in the 80s right david copperfield and like Siegfried and Roy were like mm -hmm. the really popular thing, right? So that that is like a lot of this yeah. mirror mirror stage stuff. Very big, very flashy. Big, a uh, lot of fans, a lot of smoke, a lot of like dancing and prancing around, right? And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those words we all associate with magic, dancing right. and prancing. Dancing and prancing. <laughs> dancing, prancing, tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... David Blaine came around and David Blaine changed it. And the, the big thing that he did was in his special, instead of keeping the camera on him, he put the camera on the reactions of mm -hmm. people. So that so the magic was more about making these people on the street lose their minds and like run around and look like what they saw was something crazy, right? And 
so so it's like a totally it's a totally different thing right and then now david Bl- i went to go see david blaine uh a couple months ago and what he's doing now is he has he does a little bit less straight up sleight of hand stuff and now he's into like the pain like stunts yeah Do you know what i mean like, i'm gonna be like, frozen in a block of ice for three months or like he stabs himself through the hand with oh. an ice pick and he's re it's not a it's not a trick as far as i know he's really stabbing himself through the hand with an ice pick he's just done it enough times that he's like built up a callus or or something like that and he just stabs himself in the fucking hand oh or he uh he holds his breath as as part of this show the whole second half of the show he holds his breath him going into a tank of water and holding his breath for i think he did it for like 11 minutes which is insane yeah and it's like really dangerous you can you can like pass out and because you're not enjoying that yeah but uh there was something about it that was really dynamic like people just sat there and watched a man silently sit in a tank of water for 10 minutes and they they uh they lost it they like by the end the feeling in the room was insane it was electric because he's like really doing something real you know he he has combined his sort of sleight of hand stuff with an actual thing uh and that so so he and he's and a lot of times he's like blend blurring the line between him doing actual sleight of hand stuff and doing actual real stunt stuff and so it's a little bit harder to see where what the magic is exactly yeah right? I'm, yeah i don't want to be a hater but there's a difference between magic and illusions and just practicing to have a higher lung capacity that's true but when you're watching it you aren't sure if Mm -hmm. he's doing a trick or if he actually has spent like two years training himself to be able to sit in in a uh underwater for Mm -hmm. 10 minutes you know what i mean there's this other guy oh god i have to look him up because i'm i'm gonna be embarrassed if i don't remember his name the carbonero Um, guy oh uh darren brown is his name darren brown is this is this british mentalist basically and his whole shtick is that he's doing magic but he explains it with um psychology he explains it with like uh with influence and psychology and so when you're watching his show he will say like uh i influenced you to pick this thing or i influenced you into into revealing what your card was or something like that okay but actually what he's doing is he's just doing a magic trick for the most part he's just doing a magic trick but explaining it by saying i use psychology right so he's blurring the line because nobody believes in actual magic like you if i give you a a deck of cards and have you pick one there's no way I can actually know what it is. And and everybody at some level knows that that's mm-hmm. true, right? But now, the trend now is that these guys are adding just enough truth to it to make it seem like it could be plausible. Yeah, it's almost like uh, like other other things. Uh, like it's more meta now. Like yeah. you, uh, you know you're watching a magic show. I know you know you're watching a magic show. Right. So let's just drop that pretense and it's so different from david copperfield prancing with fog machines 
Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that is also its own kind of magic. Don't it get me is. wrong. Oh, for sure. I mean, me being like a little Jewish kid and seeing this guy <laughs> like dancing with women that he paid to like flirt with him on stage. Yeah. You're like, oh, me- oh, th- like maybe I should do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's a certain appeal to it. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, it's fake. It's all fake. Well, if you, I remember, I don't think, I don't even know if they do any sort of like magic events on TV anymore, but when we were growing up, it was more like magic events, like David Copperfield's going to do this. And then the trend did become more magic secrets revealed. So it went from, hey, there's this cool magic event that's on Fox to look at how they do the magic events. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel like social media, in a way, it didn't ruin it as much as, like, if David Copperfield is going to make a train disappear, it's like, well, you got to tune in to watch that, versus now where I feel like there'd be this breakdown, 400 takes about how to make the train disappear. Was it a good idea to make the train disappear? Yeah. Uh, the train, what? how does the train feel about disappearing? Uh, and then, you know, every other breakdown of, like, I'm going to make my version of the train disappear. It, like, there's so many other elements that I feel like, I don't want to say magic is ruined by any means as much as it is that like there's these added elements of we are so much more connected to the world and as you said like we know it's fake now so now the lines must be blurred because otherwise there's no way for us to really believe in that stuff i don't know though if you pulled a card out of that was the one that i had i'm still gonna be like fuck how'd you do that yeah i'm you guys got a deck of cards i got a deck of cards hold on Uh i'm gonna hold my mic okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make everybody i'm talking in nadia's mic now (laughs) isn't this nuts can you pan it so it comes from it comes from a different side oh i could am i going to take the extra time to do it i think i will Here's the thing. I kind of love magic. Then why didn't you have the cards ready? <laughs> yeah, what were they? I'm not going to make him do it just to make him do He has to volunteer. That's like, I mean, what's worse than getting in a lift and you say I'm in comedy and somebody says, tell me a joke. Oh, God. Exactly. You don't just force this shit on people. Uh, all right. How are we going to? Well, uh, you want to take a video so that we can post it oh, on yeah. the thing? No, no. No, no, okay. no. Okay. Well, I don't know. No, no. It's up to you. Just no. tell me when to stop. Okay. All right. Stop. There? Yep. Okay. So uh, to, I'll, I'll turn away. Just take a look at it. Uh-huh. Okay. So take a look at this top card. I'm going to pull the top card off and I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to. Okay. So now I have the card. Put it back in your hand. You can put it back and put and put it back in and mix it up. Okay, so now I'm gonna mix up the cards. So take them out of your hand. So I've, so uh, you didn't see this, but what I did is I took a card off after Avery had stopped, and then I have now mixed up the cards. Okay. I'm gonna ask you some questions, and and uh, don't say anything, and and keep keep a poker face. All right. Okay. Red card or black card? And I answer that? No, don't say anything. Okay. What's black? Uh, face card? Like a like a high card or like a number card? High card? Number card? High, high card? Jack? Queen? King? Queen. 
spades or clubs? Queen of clubs? Yes. Nadia's speechless. I realized that speechless Nadia would not play on a podcast. So like <laughs> this very exciting moment of Nadia being unable to speak. You got it right. I'm glad I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I He's wish so I would have looked. A great Avery. <laughs> oh, that would have. Yeah, I felt very out of it because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have included you. No, in I this. should have looked. You did include me. You held it to your. I. <laughs> Sitting next to you, I could have looked. Just for some reason, I decided not to register. That's so cool! Guys, here's the thing about magic, is that it's all, I mean, it's two things simultaneously. It's all about secrets and lies and, and <laughs> practicing and holding these secrets and, and putting yourself above people by, by saying, like, I know how to do this and you don't, right? So that's one side. It's very dark and secretive and, and uh, sad and, and lonely. Mm -hmm. But the other side of it is is uh, the idea that with practice and imagination, the 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 limitations that we place on ourselves don't have to exist. That even the physical laws of the universe don't have to hold us back if we can if we can practice and think about it for a while. So it's those two things together, which is pretty neat, I think. Avery Monza, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I hope I wasn't too boring. No. You were wonderful. Okay. You were wonderful. Okay. Is there anything that Not you would like to plug at this time? Um, I don't. I uh, you can you can buy all my friends are dead at bookstores anywhere. Or I also have a couple of children's books that are coming out next year. But that that's in a while. Just look. You can look for me on Amazon.com. My name is Avery Monson, or you can follow me on Twitter. Yeah, and where can people uh, find you online at Twitter and stuff? Yeah, just Twitter at Avery Monson, A-V-E-R-Y-M-O-N-S-E-N. Beautiful. As beautiful as a Pepper's ghost. No. No, <laughs> definitely not. Oh, no, but it's good. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone and anyone. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you new to the pod? Why not go back and check out our other episodes with amazing guests? We talk about a lot of weird stuff. Do you have questions, comments, concerns, ideas? Want to just say hi? Email us at whydoyouknowthatpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whydoyouknowpod. If you're more of a picture person, follow us on Instagram at whydoyouknowthatpod. Let's do this again sometime. Uh -huh.